amazing alchemists, horrifying homunculi, and so much power it'll cost you an arm and a leg. We had Casey watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? All right, everyone, and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you, as always, is me, your host, producer, and weeb of all trades, and your favorite Ouroboros daddy, PJ. And me, a super sad baby chimera, Skylar. And with us, as always, is our brand new state alchemist, Casey. I'm your full metal-loving alcoholic, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if all of that wasn't enough of a hint, this week we are watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Not classic Full Metal Alchemist, so for your knowledge, Casey, there was an original series called Full Metal Alchemist, and it got remade to be a little closer to the manga, and just obviously be updated a lot more. It's a Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon Crystal type thing. Yes, that is a very apt description. So it's called Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It's not a sequel series or an alternate series, it is just kind of the same show, but better. Oh, uh, I was hoping that there would be a like tie-in between Full Metal Alchemist and the uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. True. There true. you go. We're going to have Toad in here uh, for this episode. Finally. Well, Metal Magneto has to be there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Casey, we sent you all of the information. We sent you the name. We sent you the poster. Why don't we start off with the name, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood? What do you think that's going to be about? Okay. I, I really broke it down because I'm like, how many of these words do I like? What is there significance to being full metal or half metal? Um, <laughs> Could it be like, does that have significance? Let's see, I don't know what an alchemist is. That sounds like some sort of like biology wizard. I don't know what that is. I didn't go to college. Kind of, actually. <laughs> So there we go. Obviously, my intellect. Did was... you just say I didn't go to college? I didn't go to real. We college. met you in college. I was like, you went. You have multiple degrees, Casey. <sighs> this is true, but like, I don't feel like that would have helped me with this this part of the uh, the guessing game. I also am standing by with that idea that the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants could be involved. And now that I brought up that idea about Magneto being involved because it's a metal thing, I'm like, maybe some. It's basically some sort of like metal making scientist that uses it for i don't know creating something i don't know okay that's a pretty generalized prediction yeah (laughs) but you with some additional context aka the poster do you have any additional thoughts tell me what do you think of these characters on the poster okay i i I know what you guys are already thinking you think i'm gonna say this guy looks like yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh, right of course oh god okay but i'm not gonna say that because i think he looks like link from zelda okay that's okay better. yeah that's a much more apt description a generic other blonde character <laughs> just kidding <laughs> um i also think it's interesting that he has um I can't decide. No, I'm going to say I'm going to stick with the idea that he um, got into a lightsaber fight with Darth Vader. And that's why he also has the uh, metal hand. So it's also another Star Wars reference, which we've explored. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. You guys, we've explored how basically animes keep ripping off Star Wars or influenced by Star Wars, I guess. I mean, this is just another example. You know what? I support that. (laughs) The character in the background. I don't know if you guys remember from the 90s. uh, There was a little movie called Iron Giant. And that's what this reminds me of. <laughs> a Brad Bird classic. I'm, I'm wondering what the crossover between Link from Zelda and the Iron Giant is going to be. It's very 90s. Based on the poster and the name, do you, what do you think their correlation is? I was That was tough for me because part of me was like, my, I mean, easily it makes you want to think that like uh, Link is trying to fight the Iron Giant. Um, but I also don't really think so. I think actually Link created the Iron Giant because of his cool metal powers. I'm really excited about those predictions. I really hope some of them are true for your sake, because you have been having a bit of a dry streak with your predictions as of late, Casey. I've had a dry streak in a lot of areas of my life. Get good. (laughs) No, I'm obviously kidding. But we are going to take some time. We are going to watch episodes one and two of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Also, it's slightly different for you this week, Casey, because we've been having you watch all the subs because we just, you know, we love that sub shit. It's great. This week, we're actually going to have you watch the English dubs. Heck yeah, we are. Uh, You know what I will say? I am a big sub over dub guy, as I think most weebs are. But no hate if you were a dub over sub person. I do think, though, that this is one of the better anime dubs out there. True. 
100%. It's so weird um, that you say you're more into subs, PJ, because I've also seen you dab a lot. So is dabs better? If so subs are better than dubs, but are dabs better than subs? Ask yourself that. Dabs are better than subs and doms are better than dubs. There you go. You heard it here. But luckily for me, I'm a switch. Uh, and, a and I'm a brat. And I oop. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take some time. We're going to watch episodes one and two of The Dub, not for any other reason than we think it's pretty good. And we'll be right back with our reactions to that. So stay tuned and we'll see you in a minute. Come witness the truth. The truth is one, it is all. The truth can show you the secrets of the world. Truth is both punishment and reward. Pure alchemic knowledge. Simply commit the pure sin of attempting human transmutation and you too will be able to witness the truth. Power beyond your wildest dreams for only the cost of permanent trauma, both mental and physical. Lose your limbs, lose your loved ones, and lose your sanity. That is the truth. The truth is knowledge. Truth is pain. Truth is sacrifice. Know the truth now. All right, everyone, we are back, and we just watched episode one and two of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Casey, what'd you think? Oh my gosh, this show is so interesting. I feel like it has all the classic elements of a like really entertaining anime, especially, I guess, based on the ones I've seen so far. Like, it has action, it has magic, it has um like strong Science. emotional bonds yeah i love it it's great i i'm excited awesome well i'm excited to talk about it with you so let's kind of get through some housekeeping real quick and let's talk about the history of fullmetal alchemist so the fullmetal alchemist manga was written and illustrated by hiromu arakawa and it was released in shonen gangan from 2001 onward the last issue officially being released in 2011. So the first anime adaptation came out in 2003, and it was directed by Seiji Muzushima. But obviously, based on those timelines, you can obviously tell that if the manga started in 2001 and didn't officially end until 2011, they were kind of missing some context. And because of that, the original anime just went a different, whole different route with the plot line. I would like to say, as someone that did watch most of the original, like they make some really interesting choices that I actually do really like. Yeah, they're no, it's it's not a bad anime by any means but it is not full metal alchemist as the manga would have you present it true full metal alchemist brotherhood the series that we watched came out in 2009 obviously a lot closer to the official ending of the anime so it had a lot more of that correct context and it ran from 2009 to 2010 uh in japan and then 2010 to 2011 in america with the english dub and it was directed by yasuhiro irie and they crammed 67 episodes within that year yeah, they really powered through. It was April to July. So, I mean, it was pretty much an episode a week, like no break. You notice like the difference because all older anime, it's just so flat in color and there's just a huge improvement. And it's chef's kiss. I love it. It's beautiful. All right. Well, without further ado, let's do the damn thing. Skylar, why don't you kick us off? In Central City, a mysterious man known as the Freezing Alchemist is loose and scrawling strange transmutation circles in hidden areas. At Central Command, Fuhrer King Bradley takes advantage of Colonel Roy Mustang's recent visit to the capital and places him in charge of tracking the fugitive down. I don't know if it's just me, but like anytime I see someone using chalk now, I'm like, it's going to be a terrorist attack. I can see it now. Like they, I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, this is going to be some sort of like big terrorist plot to the city. And um, now they've really ruined chalk for everybody. <laughs> um, I would love to draw on the sidewalk with some chalk casually for fun art like I did as a kid. But now I'm like, everyone's going to think I'm trying to kill them or something. <laughs> At the same time, suggesting that the colonel make use of another temporary resident, the young full metal alchemist, Edward Elric. Lamenting his new orders and the fact their trip to real has been delayed, the teenage Edward and his brother Alphonse, a young man clad entirely in steel armor, prepare to go into action. Military police attempt to cordon the freezing alchemist in their dark alleyways of Central, but he displays his unique powers by using alchemy to freeze, boil, and shape water in his surroundings. That was like messed up when he like boiled that dude like alive yeah oh my god that was terrifying burning is like the worst thing is there gonna be a crossover with avatar in this because i'm getting airbender waterbender other benders i'm gonna go on a bender 
like vibes. You know what? Like it's not dissimilar. I mean, it is all alchemic as opposed to just like a natural progression of like your spirit energy or whatever. But there are people that are like pretty much every alchemist has a specialization. You know, like obviously we have this guy who's basically a waterbender. We have Mustang who we learn a little later is like a firebender, et cetera, et cetera. Every bender has like a specialization to an extent. So I could, I could, I see that analogy and I respect it. You brought up earlier that there's magic, but actually it is uh, this world science. Well, you know, Arthur C. Clarke did say magic is just science that we don't understand yet. True. Interesting. Interesting. Oh, I was going to say, um, well, no pressure though, but um, if this, if this doesn't turn out well in this series, um, I'm not going to watch Avatar either then. <laughs> well, a lot of pressure I mean, on the okay. show. Get in the comments, y'all. Do you think we should watch Avatar The Last Airbender? Leave a comment below. Comment below. Hotly, deba- hotly debated whether that's an anime or not. True. Show the audience. That is, it's a huge point of contention. I will clarify. I think it is. Fight me. I'm a centrist when it comes to it. However, he is drawn into a trap when Edward arrives and displays his own impressive abilities, performing alchemy without a circle and resisting freezing boiling alchemy with the use of his automail right arm. So that's a lot of stuff, Casey. You learn about transmutation circles and about automail. In general, these episodes are very like lore heavy. Was that like a lot to take in for you? I'm so glad you brought that up. I was like, a lot is happening really quick. There's a lot of just, <laughs> I had to keep pausing. And um, I even told you guys, I was like, hang on, I, I'm taking notes here. There's like so much happening so quickly. They don't really talk about it too much throughout the rest. Like, they mention them again, but essentially transmutation circles are the the formula that you are drawing out to do your transmutation. So every alchemist needs to do some form of transmutation circle to do what they do, except for uh, Edward, which is why everyone is impressed by it. I did pick that up. You know what is also similar to that kind of circle? Remember in the craft where they call the four corners? That's a circle of sorts. Witchcraft? I'm telling you, there's a tie-in. It's witchcraft. It's this witchcraft. is basically the crafty anime. It's witchcraft. But as he's brought into custody, Freezing uncovers his final ace and uses transmutation circle tattoos on his palms to break his restraints and escape once again. That's so smart. I don't know why every alchemist doesn't just do that. That was a good idea. We see something kind of similar a little bit farther down. Yeah, but it's not even, I mean, not to spoil it because I won't go into it, but it's not even a tattoo. Like, they carve it into themselves. Yeah. This guy's got the right idea. He's like, I'll just put it on my body permanently. I know this is all I'm doing. I know what I'm about. I'm literally called the Freezing Alchemist. What am I going to do? Interesting, though. um, Skylar designed both of my tattoos, and actually, they both do that, too. So just a little tie-in for Skylar's tattoo design. It's true. Skylar (laughs) is good at making alchemic circles. Honestly, I think you would be good at making them if you really, like, studied how they work. Mm -hmm. That'd be fun. Back at Central Command, Colonel Mustang scolds Edward for taking action without taking his target's abilities into account explains once again that their quarry is Isaac McDougal, the freezer. Casey, uh, I'm sure you might have picked up on it, but did you get the vibe that this was set in a German-based society? Uh, yeah, the name was Fuhrer, and I was like, uh, and I, uh, 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 uh. Well, I mean, Fuhrer just was the title of the supreme leader of Germany. I told you, PJ. Eventually, a specific person got the title of Fuhrer and kind of ruined that name for everyone else. But every leader was just called Fuhrer. That's just German for, like, I think... Leader. Yeah. Whatever. We're not German. They really soured that for all German people. It's true. Just like the swastika. This is true. Do you think that... Is it weird that we didn't see any full metal alchemist tie-in when we were in Germany together? They just try to hide the great heroes that Ed and Al are, so... Sucks is sucking. Yeah, Germany can't handle the truth. He was a former state alchemist who had served during the Ishval Civil War. It is not to get into spoiler territory, but it's actually the Ishvalan War of Extermination, which I'd say there's a very big denotion there. Like, I think it's a little messed up that they call it the Ishvalan Civil War because that's like being like, yeah, that's something they did to themselves. <laughs> but I think it's so interesting that it's just the American dub that does that lie. The Japanese dub is straight up like, yep, it was a war of extermination. <laughs> That's America, baby. But again, America I f- loves pretending that uh, other countries did terrible things to themselves. But quit the state military and became an anti-government radical when the fighting ended. Meanwhile, McDougal 
has broken into Central Prison in order to recruit an old comrade, the incarcerated Crimson Lotus Alchemist, Solf J. Kimbley. I'm so sad that Kimbley isn't more featured, but I'm so glad he's even in this so that I can even just talk for half a second about how insane Kimberly is. Oh my god. Citing the mysterious atrocities that the state alchemists were ordered to perform in Ishval, McDougal suggests that Kimberly's assassination of his superior officers during the war and protests to the military's shady activities. But Kimberly laughs him off and notes that he only murdered them because he wanted to and not for some idealistic principles. Literally, Literally. he's McDougal is <laughs> over here like, this country committed war crimes and I'm here to get revenge. And I know that you hate people because you killed your commanding officers for war crimes. And he's like, no, I love the war crimes. Yeah. And like, he does love war crimes. War crimes are in this season. You know you want it. You know you want it with those war crimes. <laughs> oh, no. Not the, not the blurred lines cover. Disappointed, McDougal leaves by himself but returns to his work, drawing more of his unique transmutation circles around the city and remarking that his actions will be King Bradley's undoing. The next day, the military efforts to find Isaac are redoubled and Mustang himself joins the search. As McDougal puts the finishing touches on his last circle, he's discovered and accosted by the strong arm alchemist, Alex Lewis Armstrong. I love Armstrong so much. Like, we get into how cool he is, like, later this episode, but man, do I love this guy. I think they all should get different na- just not be called alchemists at all because there are so many of them. It's so confusing. <laughs> like, maybe just the first name is enough. Like, you know, well, I don't know. I feel like I'm surprised that you feel that way because Strongarm, he's buff. Mustang is called the Flame Alchemist because he has fire. Full Metal is Ed because he's got metal. <laughs> he's got metal limbs. I thought it'd be easier for you. Wait. Okay, so real quick, I just realized we never even brought up Maze Hughes, who's like one of my favorite characters in this anime. Oh, when yeah. he's he's the one that when they're in Mustang's office, he like pops in and he's like making all those jokes and having a good time, and he's like, "Come stay with me, my wife and daughter would love you." Oh, he yeah, loves his wife and daughter so so. He's just much. a good guy. He seems very genuine. Cause is it? Before this or after this, that they have dinner at Hughes' house? I think it's, yeah, within that kind of area. I mean, not to detract too much. You know what? I'll talk about it a little bit after we get through the Armstrong fight. Their battle draws the attention of Ed and Al, who rush over to back up Major Armstrong. But Isaac escapes again. He's discovered by Colonel Mustang, who is identified as the Flame Alchemist. Real quick, I have a few notes here. Casey, I want your thoughts on the gaudiness of some of these alchemy tricks. Uh, Armstrong, when he builds the wall that like stops the the water from attacking him, you see it break apart and it's made up of tiny Armstrong heads. Oh my gosh! Um, I thought it was just really um, it's really over the top. But you're right, like all the tiny little heads. It it was really interesting. That what is Armstrong is the one. He's like the kind of like guy who looks like he like he's got like the Hulk Hogan haircut and like takes off a shirt and everything. Well, he looks like a strong man. He looks like a classic strong man. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's a, a spoiler at all to say, like, another example of gaudiness is when when Edward makes his, like, bat out of nowhere and it has his face at the end. <laughs> it's all about the branding, you it's guys. It's all branding. It's with all about alchemists. the branding. There's so many alchemists. There's so many alchemists. You have to stand out. What do you do? You put your face on whatever you make. Of course. Also, I mean, since we are moving on to the next scene, let's very quickly go over their dinner at the Hughes family house. The daughter keeps making fun of edward and saying that since he's the shortest he's the youngest and as we've learned through this episode edward has hardcore napoleon syndrome and like hates being called short for real you didn't even see the worst of it also okay by the way for al like i thought for some reason that al was a woman for this like whole time or not a woman but like a girl and then i was like oh no 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 oh, yeah it's, it's a, just, just a very a young, young boy most young characters are voiced by women I, too, have been accused of having such a feminine voice. You have the least feminine voice. I think it's just your intonation that people think is feminine. I have so many just lovely feminine qualities. They have dinner there, and I guess no one else knows that Alphonse is just, like, what he is. And this is this yeah. that's the scene where we learn that Alphonse is just a soul in a suit of armor. Oof, Relatable. Yeah. 
no, it's not. No, it's not. not. <laughs> Explain yourself, Casey. What do you relate to about that? <laughs> I just wanted to see if I would stop you guys. You know what? It is relatable because I disassociate from my body all the time. <laughs> Shield of armor, just full of gay air on the inside. But we get like a, a slightly like depressing moment where he's like, I'm going to add that to the list because they have quiche and he's like, wow, it looked just like mom's quiche. And he's like, yeah, it tasted just like it too. And he's like, I'll have to add that to the list of things I'll try once I get my body back. Oh, God. Sorry you can't eat. I guess I'll just eat for you and tell you how great it is. Sucks to suck. <laughs> now, let's go back to that scene that we distracted ourselves from five, 12 minutes ago. He's discovered by Colonel Mustang, who's identified as the Flame Alchemist but escapes capture by using his ability to transmute water to counter Roy's flame alchemy. He heads to one of his many transmutation circles only to be met by the Elric brothers. They have deduced his location by noticing a pattern in his movements, but before they can engage him once more, the freezing alchemist puts his plan into effect and with an odd new display of alchemic power, causes each one of his transmutation circles around the city to react simultaneously, erupting in gigantic growing mountains of ice. Meanwhile, hidden from all sight, a mysterious being takes sudden and a silent notice of the strange new energy's activation. Yeah, you get a, a quick, quick, quick flash of that guy. As Ed and Al deduce that McDougal can only perform such remarkable new feats with the aid of the legendary philosopher Stone. What in the Harry Potter is this? So Casey, <laughs> you, knew you it. know what? J.K. Rowling is canceled. I'm here to tell you, alchemy has been around long before this anime existed. It's a long, long, long sought after science that people have actually th- tried to make a reality. And the Philosopher's Stone is legendarily one of the most important pieces in alchemy, just in our history. A legendary history, obviously. And that is what J.K. Rowling based it off of. So J.K. Rowling actually took the idea of the Philosopher's Stone from alchemy, not the other way around. Yes, because they both, like both the anime and J.K. Rowling, uh, rest in peace, because she's dead to me, explain right. it as an elixir of life, basically. And also, they kind of talk about it in Casper, the friendly ghost. Oh my gosh. You know this also from other Harry Potter things. Nicholas Flamel was a real person who was famously uh, believed to have discovered the Philosopher's Stone. The father of alchemy. Yes. So, I mean, J.K. Rowling just based all that stuff off, off of this. Interesting. Wow. So transphobic and she steals some people? That's so interesting. She's transphobic and we use transmutation, so... <laughs> Oh my god. You can cut that no, out. No, no, no. It's perfect. They're transphobic, <laughs> but we're not because we transmute. <laughs> Just so you know, all transphobic people steal from people, steal their ideas. You heard it here. If you're a turf, <laughs> you. This podcast does not support turfs. The freezer demands to know whether Full Metal truly understands what Central Command is plotting for the country and flees again. I would like to mention, uh, most like military conspiracy stuff like really freaks me out, but it's very engaging in this anime. Agreed. McDougal's wall of ice continued to grow and shift despite the military's best efforts to stop them, and Edward realizes that the freezing alchemist is attempting to create a gigantic glacial transmutation circle with military headquarters as its center. As Armstrong and Mustang work together to disable the circle on the ground, the Elrics go after McDougal and throw off his momentum. In the struggle, however, Isaac knocks off Al's helmet and realizes that the armor-clad boy is empty inside. A hollow suit of steel with the soul bound to it by the way of a blood rune. Seeing this, he realizes that the reason for the boys' unusual bodies must be that they have performed alchemy's greatest taboo, human transmutation. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> That's what happened to me. You don't get a body like this without some human transmutation. Uh. I thought you didn't like your body. Oh, baby. I've recently come into that <laughs> over these episodes. Has the podcast helped with my body positivity? I'm so proud of you. Time to start that OnlyFans. Support the pod. Comment below. <laughs> this whole podcast has been one long ad for your OnlyFans. Finally. We'll start a Kawaii Disappointment OnlyFans. It's all three of us. It's just... You wear the cat I ears only and post the maid lewds, outfit. Though. These two, these two uh, girls post nudes. I only post lewds because I care about my career. 
Oh my god. We only do caking to be specific, PJ. You know what? By the way, McDougal's remarks. (laughs) Yes, Casey. I I was just gonna say. I realized why the McDougal name sounds so weird. So in Sex and the City, Charlotte gets married to this guy named Trey McDougal, and that's what I keep thinking of. I love uh, when Trey like you know that's you know the guy that plays Trey McDougal is actually the voice of McDougal in this anime. I am. You're lying. I knew it. (laughs) You're a lying liar, PJ. Yeah, you're a liar. I don't know Full Metal Alchemist lore, but I do know Sex in the City lore, and I know there's no way he would have done that. Because he was spineless and he deserved to die? Yeah, and that too. That too. I'm sorry. It was a bad, it was a bad marriage. Welcome to Sex sure in the City cast. <laughs> Furious at McDougal's remark, Edward attacks again and knocks McDougal to the ground, where he flees his pursuers by slipping once again into a black alley. Oh, wow. Ooh, a black alley, <laughs> Skylar? A black alley? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and slipping once again into a back alley before he is able to make a clean getaway, Isaac encounters King Bradley himself, who draws his sword and cuts the fugitive down with inhuman skill and speed. So real quick, speed. a few notes, because that was a lot of information to take in. Can we just talk about, I think it's so funny, when they knock him off his like ice pillar... The animation does not do it any justice because it literally looks like he's like awkwardly sliding down it. But when he's on the floor, it looks like he's been like ravaged by it, which makes more sense because he's been falling down a jagged, rocky, like cliff face. But when he's falling in the animation, it's just like it looks like he'd almost be like, oh, oh, no. Ow. uh." Right. Oh, my gosh. I, I was like, how is he not impaled already? Like he's literally just casually like tumbling down his giant ice structure. I'll tell you why. As McDougal's blood spills into the gutter, a small red stone floats along in the stream and turns to dust. And that is why. The mysterious being from before noticed the sudden cessation of strange energy and returns to the shadows. In real, a mysterious woman and her stout companion learn of Isaac's death and remark that he would have made a good human sacrifice. The woman posits that the freezer must have overused his stone and notes that her own mission will begin. Well, it's not very even soon. fully mysterious because she does call him sloth. And I mean like not to give too much away, but Casey, that's lust. Oh, so it's all like a, a seven deadly sin situation. Yes. Yes. Mm. She was giving me like Carmen San Diego meets like Demi Moore and Charlie's Angels full throttle Honestly, vibes. Her face is very Carmen. Me too. That's what I'll I want to be when I day, grow up. Casey. You're only old as hell. Uh, I'm only 400 years old. What else? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's episode one. Casey, what were you thinking at this point? That was a big bunch of lore, but I, I think they mix it in with a good amount of action. Yeah, a lot of exposition. It, I, w- I was actually thinking more of, well, I guess this kind of goes into like a prediction about the show, but I guess my mentality was so different. I kept thinking like, like, oh, what's going to happen is like the Full Metal Alchemist is going to like leave this government situation because he's going to realize that like this government is evil because I felt like that's where it was going. Um because I was buying into this whole like conspiracy thing with the whole military. Casey's uh, confirmed um, Full Metal QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Full oh Metal 4chan. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's I uh, know I I like that though. Um, so before we get into episode two, Skylar's gonna read the description of the episode. But there is a little stinger at the beginning of this episode, and for your knowledge, Casey, it's at the beginning of every episode. And I don't like that it's the beginning of every episode because it's just like a minute of lore before every episode. But that moment where they kind of describe alchemy to you. So alchemy, they describe, I'll just go through it really quickly, is like the process of turning one thing into something else. So for you, that was like, what is even alchemy? That is what it is. They explain that there is a few fundamental laws to alchemy, which is the law of equivalent exchange. You need to give something to get something. It has to be of equal mass. So you can't just like turn a pound of feathers into like 30 pounds of copper. Like it has to be like equal mass. Or like when you're like you in middle school, it was at lunchtime and like you wanted to get like that sandwich, but you knew you couldn't trade them your fruits or vegetables because it was not the same. Yes, that trade. is not the equivalent you exchange. You have to give up your snack pack. 
Oh, it's <laughs> tough trade. And there's and as we've already established, but as we are reclarified here, there's one fundamental law to alchemy is that you cannot perform human transmutation, which we, as we know, Alphonse and Edward Elric did attempt. Also, I mean, we're about to go into episode two, and I hope that's enough of a warning to never try human transmutation. (laughs) I don't know. Should we be bad? Let's be bad. bad. You know what? Let's be bad. Let's get some fries for the table and try some human transmutation. Ooh. What kind of condiments would go well We're not counting calories tonight. We're not counting calories. We're just counting legs. Is it because we're losing like that mass? It's the law of equivalent. I wonder if you could give up your fat to create something in the law of equivalent exchange. (laughs) I would do it immediately. Is this like the newest like weight loss trend? Like the law of equivalent exchanges? (laughs) I would gladly (laughs) transmute my fat into muscles. I, I hope, like, I would transmute my fat, but then the other person just is only, like, my lumpy fat that comes back You as make, that. like, a homunculi for yourself? <laughs> it's like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, just all l- lumps. As Edward and Alphonse Elric travel by train to the town of Ruel in order to investigate rumors of a miraculous prophet, they reminisce upon the events that put them on the path to their ultimate goal, the Philosopher's Stone. Ten years earlier, in their hometown of Rezimbul, they had discovered their remarkable talent for alchemy. Much to the surprise and joy of their All young right, Casey, mother... Alright, we're going to prepare you for a new trope in anime to you. And that is the mother with a side ponytail. Casey, if you ever see a nice mother with a side ponytail in an anime, that girl dead. That girl gonna die. No side mother yep. ponytails live. We really need to have a side ponytail kill count or death count because, like, it's a lot. It's a, it's a true, it's an actual side ponytail stereotype. moms don't live. Yep. PJ, I just assume knowing you, you have a thing for moms with That's side ponytails. That's my kink. No. <laughs> I think side ponytails are cute, but it's not my favorite hairstyle. Okay. But mom's. I mean, I like moms because I like older women. There you go. You heard it here. Put your side pony on. Get killed, but get maybe Breaking have a chance news, of PJ. Sad ponytails amongst women over thirty have drastically stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that Women's was going to go the other unknown way. Unknown podcast as inspiration to never be, never be hot to that disgusting cuck PJ. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! But that's how we get famous. Is this <laughs> honestly? This if it takes all the women in America finding me disgusting for us to get famous, it will have been worth it. Same. Unfortunately, she had died soon afterwards of an epidemic that had reached the village. COVID-19. Now, at this point, uh, yeah. <laughs> COVID-19. Uh, PJ said COVID-19, but I say COVID-2 because this was a Well, actually, it's more like a better remake, so it's COVID Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably like, it's like, what is this, like 1900s? It was probably just a cold. Like, she probably just... <laughs> She sneezed. <laughs> she got. She, she got like sneezed. she got a cat hair in her nose, and it just it wiped her out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she she had an eyelash fall on her eye, and it was oh, that was God. it. Not knowing how to go on without her, and refusing to wait for their estranged father's return, they decide to revive her with alchemy. You know, like the next obvious logical. Well, you know what? Step. They got a deadbeat ass dad. Like, he's yeah. not in the picture. I mean, I do feel a little bad because, like, they clearly have, like, people that care about them because, like, because Winry and Winry's grandmother take care of them. And I like their relationship. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, they, they don't have parents. They're orphans. Yeah. They, they got a deadbeat dad and a dead-ass mom. <laughs> dead, That's why your mom dead is as hell. Despite the fact that human transmutation has always been forbidden, while relying on the support of their neighbor... Pinnacle Rockbell and her orphan granddaughter Winry. I'm gonna just say this now and be controversial yet brave. Skylar is Winry. I am Al, and PJ is Edward in this whole duh. scenario. Just saying, 100% duh, <laughs> total duh. I'm a volatile genius. Casey is a sweet exactly. baby boy with body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And Skylar, it's the little girl with FOMO. <laughs> Um, but also I don't, God, Winry's so violent. I love her so much. So it's pretty accurate, I guess. 
<laughs> what wow. a great way to identify. While relying on the support of their neighbor, Pinaco Rock Bell, and her orphan granddaughter, Winry, the boys honed their alchemy skills for several years until they deemed their knowledge sufficient to attempt the difficult experiment. However, the transmutation failed, resulting in a you rebound. You hear the formula for human life in this, Casey, where they like give you like the recipe by recipe counts of what goes into a human life. Sugar, spice, everything nice. <laughs> a little bit of chemical X. Chemical That's what X. they were missing. That's why it went so wrong. I think so, too. Now, you hear them repeat this throughout the anime. When PJ and I originally watched this, I would say we probably would be able to recite this There is a phenomenal video over on Film Theory, one of MatPat's channels, where he breaks down why this is the wrong formula for the human body, and he makes the correct one. Yeah, it was really interesting. Remember at the beginning of the episode, I said this was kind of be like the craft, but you know what it actually is like? Life size. <laughs> I would actually say it's more like practical magic. I was magic. thinking weird science. Kind of. Oh, yeah. But in practical magic, they bring back the abusive, dangerous boyfriend. Spoilers and it for goes practical terribly magic. Wrong. It's wrong. It's been out for too long. I'm sorry, guys. As a large eye opened in the middle of their human transmutation circle, the boys were both deconstructed and consumed by the unleashed energy. Wow, this part was It was all these little tiny hands ripping them apart like pixels. Yeah, that was crazy. I think that reminds me of like what happens when I try to cook. It's always some kind of <laughs> that happens like that. Ugh. Oh man, I, I try to make I try hands. to make a risotto when instead I summoned Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> Classic me. God damn, my ma- my mind has been broken by the eldritch horror in my kitchen. <laughs> That's Casey's voice, apparently. Yep, it's accurate. I can't tell who's, who's talking. <laughs> Comment down below which one of us I said that. I can't tell. Edward found himself transported to a strange white void, furnished only with a large. That's what I call the Midwest: gate. a strange white void. <laughs> Seriously, true. Uh, stone ga- <laughs> Leave this in, PJ. Leave this in. With a large stone gate and populate and populated by a mysterious white shadowy figure referring to itself as truth, God, all one, and as Edward himself. Taunted by this strange being, Edward was forced into the gate where unconceivable amounts of information about alchemy in the world were painfully inserted directly into his mind as his body began to deconstruct completely. I called this a clockwork For sure, 100%. Moment. Mm. Upon emerging from the gate, however, he had gained a somewhat deeper understanding of alchemy's capabilities and It's not even a somewhat deeper understanding. Like He's literally like, I know everything now. He's literally like, I know kung fu. <laughs> but was then informed that in order to gain more, he would need to pay even more than he already had. As Edward struggled to understand what the truth had meant by this, he realized that his left leg was being stripped from his body, deconstructing and reconstructing as a part of the mysterious truth. Hmm. What would you guys give your leg for? (laughs) Uh, Only if it's a full pack, not just a singular. Hold up for like six of them though. Maybe worth it. To be a homeowner in California. Hmm. That's a pretty good one, I will too. I clarify, <laughs> being a homeowner in California in a city I want to live in. I want to I yeah. wanna be oh, like yeah. a homeowner in California in like Bakersfield. Forced back Whoop, into reality, gravity. Edward... Ex- <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Edward, in extreme agony from his severed limb, realizes that Alphonse has not returned Which is like so all. messed up that it was like, oh yeah, it just cost you your like right leg, but like it was all of your brother. <laughs> Um, his entire body had been taken into the void looking towards the center of the circle hoping for his mother's presence to solve his physical and emotional wounds Edward discovered that the newly formed being was not even human and had died shortly after showing signs of life oh my gosh she was creepy as hell Creepy as hell. Like her ribs are outside of her body. Like her entire skin is like charred black. 
Look how skinny she is. I'm kind of jelly. So you're saying I'm <laughs> so you skinny. Think I'm skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I guess she okay. went through melanism. Am I right, guys? Call back to Corpse Party. Watch Corpse Woo! Party, y'all. It's a good episode. Not enough people have listened to it. Seriously. Edward hastily performs a transmutation that he hopes would bring his brother back to him. Drawing a blood rune on an empty vintage set of armor as he begged Truth to give him his brother back, even at the cost of his own heart, Edward clapped his hands together, initiating a transmutation without the use of This is of an old circle. internet joke, so I will not be taking credit for this, but there is that phenomenal joke where it was like, Edward Elric became one of the greatest alchemists and all it cost him was an arm and a leg. Oh, wow. <laughs> By the way, can we just say that, like, I feel I feel bad for maybe because I, I relate most to Al, but like this Al, there wasn't really like in it as much as Edward was. And like his ass got killed and then got brought back. And I was put in this metal. I will body, say like, like the as the series goes along, like I think early on, you are very much like Alphonse is just along for the ride. But no, like Alphonse was just as skilled of an alchemist and just as pivotal in all of it as Edward was. Yeah. And so you learn later on, like a little bit more about like he was more involved it still doesn't justify like how much different his punishment was but that's neither here nor there i think it's because and this i'm probably totally wrong but i think it's because he wasn't as committed to it as uh edward was because edward's like let's do this and alphonse is like i don't know this is a taboo right you know what? Comment below. Hashtag justice for Al. Get it started. Get it going on Twitter. No, I mean, they're able to draw Al so cute because oh of this God, armor. Oh my God, it's so cute. Oh, especially the cats. Okay. In the present at Central Command, Colonel Roy Mustang prepares to head back to his jurisdiction in East City. He is met by Lieutenant Colonel Mays Hughes, who gives him the final report on the Isaac McDougall incident. A report which notes the freezing alchemist's abilities as involving Alka history, a mysterious art from the Eastern Nations. Which Nation is this anime's scene. approximation of China for you, Casey. Yeah. Mm. On Mustang's way out, Mays asks Roy why he made Edward a state alchemist when he knew that that position in the military would inevitably lead him down a dark and hellish road. But as Roy remarks to himself that those boys have already been through hell, he reminisces on the events that led him to the boy who would be known as the full metal alchemist. I don't know if you guys have thought this, but I've been thinking about this since you guys, since we brought him out at the beginning of the episode. But I keep when you keep saying Colonel Mustang or Mustake or whatever, I just want to be like, Colonel it Mustard. was Colonel Mustake. Yep. It was Curry. I was Colonel Mustang <laughs> with, with his Zippo lighter. Exactly. <laughs> Four years earlier, Lieutenant Colonel Mustang had arrived in Rissimbol with Second Lieutenant Risa Hawkeye to scout out some potential recruits for the State Alchemist program and discovered the horrific bloodstained remains of what was unmistakably a human transmutation circle in the Elric home. Furious, he had set out to find the culprit and found the young Edward Elric, crippled from the loss of his leg and maimed from the loss of his right arm, in the home of their neighbor. While he had originally come to admonish the little alchemist, his discovery that his brother Alphonse had survived the experiment as a soul bound to a suit of steel armor changed his demeanor to one of his It was, like, so heartbreaking because, like, Edward is, like, not responding at all. And he's, like, but when, like, Alphonse is, like, we're sorry. We're so sorry. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And that's that's the moment where Mustang's like, oh, my God. Sitting down with the Elrics and Rock Bell, Mustang explained that Edward's skill would be more than enough to qualify him for the state alchemist program, where once enrolled, he would have resources at his disposal capable of leading him to discover a method of restoring his and his brother's bodies to normal. Rockbell objected, remarking that she had seen and buried the inhuman monster that the boys had transmuted with alchemy and chastising Mustang for trying to pull them back into such nightmarish affairs. Outside, young Winry Rockbell was speaking with Risa and mentioned that soldiers had taken her parents away from her and now were trying to take Ed and Al away. However, Risa responded that the choice to stay or go remained with the Elric brothers alone and no one would I love Hawkeye. I mean, I love her more as the series goes on, but I just love that she, clearly Winry has like trauma around the war because her parents died in it. And 
Hawkeye is really good at respecting that boundary and not being like, well, no, we're all not like that. Like she respects what the trauma is. And she just kind of through yeah. her own actions and what she says convinces Winry that she is not only different, but that maybe soldiers in general can be different and that she doesn't have to be as fearful of her friends going off to be a part of this military industrial complex. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love Riza. I love her. B- She's got BLE. That's big lesbian she energy. She does have BLE. Especially in the yeah. flashback with that haircut. BLE. Oof. Into it. As Mustang and Hawkeye took their leave, Risa remarked that Edward's eyes had looked so full of defeat, but Roy responded that he had seen fire in those eyes. On the train, in the present, Edward remembers the day he had decided to go through with the operation to install his automail limbs in order to move forward as Mustang had suggested. When asking how long the rehabilitation process would take, Edward responded to Rock Bell's answer of three years with the proclamation that it would only take I him I mean, like, one. that's the power of willpower, baby. That's the power, power of pine style. <laughs> we both were there, Skylar. <laughs> A year later, after the process had finished, Edward revealed to Alphonse that he had gained the ability to transmutate without a circle, just Which like their teacher. Which we don't meet the teacher here at all, so... I won't go too into it, but their teacher is maybe one of the best characters in anime history. It's true. I love her so much. That's big talk, you guys. I'm I'm interested. But when Ed asked Al if he could do the same due to his own journey into the gate, the younger Elric responded in the negative, appearing not even to know what the gate his brother spoke of. Edward ventured to Central City to take his certification test, for which the Fuhrer, King Bradley, was personally in Fuhrer attendance. King Bradley. That's such a that's such an oxymoron. It's like leader King Bradley. Yeah, I mean, but he's just that important. After displaying his skill as well as his nerve by staging a mock attack on the Fuhrer, Edward was given his state alchemist certification and then symbolic name full middle i love when he goes to attack the fuhrer and he's like i could have killed you basically and then like the fuhrer's like that's cute that you thought that and his polearm just like slices in half as he's walking away i was like dang the fuhrer's so freaking cool as dawn breaks in the present the elric's train arrives in real where edward hopes that their journey will come to an end with the philosopher casey what'd you think it was great. Oh my gosh. Um, it was, it's definitely unique. I think there's a lot of lore and I think anyone else who's starting off watching this, like t- take your time because <laughs> there's just so many details. Um, but like it is very captivating. I think maybe at the same, on the same point about that, like maybe that's what makes it so interesting or captures your like attention really quickly. Cause there's just like all these really interesting details about, like I said, their version of their, I guess, science, not magic. Um, and then also, um, just like the relationship between the brothers is so endearing. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's a Casey, really good show. Uh, I would love to hear your prediction for the rest of the series as a whole. Well, as you guys saw at the end of at the end of my episode one, uh, feelings, views, etc. Like I thought this was going to be like about how like they figure out that the government's been wrong this whole time, but now I just think it's about um, the two brothers just trying to get their bodies back. But I feel like it's going to be some sort of like corny stuff where like, oh, we never really had to change the whole time. We just had to change our own hearts or something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was not about on the outside. It's on the inside, you know. I say that with someone who's <laughs> said some a lot of fat shaming things about themselves, but still. <laughs> oh God, I love it! I love it! I love it! I love that the ending of this series will be them walking off into the sunset, not having changed at all, accepting their fate. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Just the brother is rust. the The younger brother, I mean, the older whatever, the metal brother is like resting in the distance, and like um, Edward's like, "Yeah, bye." We have. An anime opening we'd love to talk to you about. This anime, and uh, I know this is important to you, has the anime intro at the beginning in both episodes. It does. It does. And I do appreciate that. And that is a... um... It's a plus for you. So tell me, Casey, what did you think of this anime opening? Okay, in the beginning of me watching the intro, I was like, okay, this is kind of whatever. It's like generic. And then like... I, there was like it had its moments, you know what I mean? Like it had its moments towards like the middle, like I guess 
I guess near the end of the intro or whatever. Um, oh, you that mean was when like it interesting. Gears up and goes so hard. Yes, that was enjoyable for me, and that's what I needed. But I feel like I needed the whole thing to be that, and I don't feel like that whole thing was happening for me. This is such a high action anime and like there's so much happening that like I want the intro to match that and I felt like it wasn't it was such a slow start and then it kind of like picks up and I wanted it all to be like high energy does that make sense yeah all right guys you heard it here first again so the anime intro is again by Yui widely regarded as one of the top 10 anime openings of all time by pretty much anyone who's ever watched anime and Casey did not like it so let's move on to the closing you know, wait, really quick. I'm going to say, I think this is a PJ Tokyo Ghoul moment. Um, I, feel I will like- say, actually, now that you say that, this was my exact opinion of Tokyo Ghoul the first time I heard it. Because the first time I heard the Tokyo yeah. Ghoul intro, I was like, I hate the whisper part. We don't need the whisper part. Just go into the cool stuff. And then I, like, develop yeah. taste. So oh, hopefully yeah. that happens with Casey, Honestly, too. Wow. Casey, I feel like wow. if you uh, if we do watch this in December, um, I feel like you would actually be like, you know what? This is a flop. And even if you don't, it's fine. I'm just giving you a hard time. No, I mean, we're giving you the business. You're totally entitled to your opinion. And I'm not even gonna, I'm not even going to pull a classic PJ bait and switch and say you're entitled to your wrong opinion. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. No. But no I mean, I, I could see me getting into it, too. I just feel like... But, but mean, even if you never you did, my point, it'd though. be fine. Yeah, no, exactly. I totally see your point. I feel like there's just so much exposition, those two episodes, and they do gear you up for a lot. But I think um, as you the watch it... The anime is well-paced, yeah. You be- yeah, you begin to really appreciate it. And I promise you, you will miss it so much once... Uh, the second intro happens, yeah. Yeah, you'll miss it so much when the intro changes. Okay, so we have a closing song. What did you think of the closing song? Okay, so I did not like the outro. I was, after watch, like listening to the outro, I was like, oh, the intro was a lot better. <laughs> and I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't have been so harsh about that intro. I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, boring. I'm like, because like I said, I just feel like, like I said, my point is the whole, with both of them, like there's just so much greatness and so much action. And I feel like, I don't have the epic, like, in the first, I will say, like, comparatively, especially watching the outro, like, the intro has so much, it is more epic in that way, and I feel like for, sh- for a show with so many great elements, like, it just, it like, there just needed to be an epicness feel with the intro and the outro. The intro does a much better job, comparatively, but the outro, like, nah. I'm like, great, thanks. Let me skip this so I can go to the next episode. It's kind of a cushion from a lot of the darkness. So much happens within the 60, what, 67 episodes that, like, I think it's a good kind of cushion. Like, it just gives your mind a little bit of a break. Now, I will ask, outside of the song, because, you know, I will say, I don't think the song's the best. I definitely didn't, like, I always listened to the intro when we were rewatching. But I never really stuck around for the closing. I don't think it's like I don't think it's bad, but I don't think it's anything particularly like groundbreaking. But what did you think of the art and like the style for it? Because it's all done in the crayon drawing. It's so that cute, I right? loved so good. Yeah, it was adorable. I that see that added to the charm of it. I just wish the song could have kept up with the amazingness of what the rest of the show is. No, for sure. I totally, I totally agree. That outro song is "Uso" by Sid. That's uwu so. Oh. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so I was talking to Skylar a little bit, and I realized we've kind of organically developed a new segment, which is what modern artists do you think would have done these songs justice? So, Casey, I'm curious to think who you think would have done a good job on Again, which was the opening. Let me think about that. Who would have done a really good job for the opening? I would like a Kelly Clarkson uh, kind of a vibe <gasps> for this. I was totally considering Kelly Clarkson. Right? Because here's the thing. I want someone who, because like, because this needs to be dramatic. That's what I'm saying. I think that's a phenomenal choice for it. Like, I think early mid 2000s female, like drama Mm -hmm. rock is a a perfect place to pull for this. Yeah. Right. Because it's all like that song is all about the escalation of it, and Kelly Clarkson has the range to do that. My my pick is actually Haley Williams. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good that's choice great. too. Great, 
Okay, so my choice is first I'd written down Flyleaf, right? So we like love- bad Haley Williams, got it? Yeah. <laughs> right? So and then then I was just like, oh, you know what? I would love to hear the Cranberries do it. Mm, that's interesting. fun. And then I was just like, no, it's the voice is too different. And then um, it came down to either Kelly Clarkson for me, and, but I chose Leona Lewis. Wow, oh, Leona Lewis. I disagree, but I respect it. Yeah, it's it's that's a, yeah, it's an interesting choice. So, Casey, what about that closing? Nobody, because it sucked. Um, let me see who uh, could have actually done this song. I love um, the ending. I'll give you mine. Acoustic, specifically acoustic Foo Fighters. Which I really Oh, that's like. real specific. Like yeah, you like break out some choice. like acoustic Everlong? Perfect. Uh, range wise, mm. because um, they do sing with a little bit of a higher range. I chose Fall Out Boy. Okay, I can see that. I think um, I would have chose Everclear. Ever, uh, yeah, I could totally see that. Yeah. And Everclear definitely has that kind of sound already. So yeah, I yeah. agree. Perfect. Everclear is just so much better. They would have never done that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, they would have done it better. They sure would have. I think they if well they can't go back. I guess the show's not on. We'll, anymore, we'll pay Everclear dang. to do this uh, theme song over. We're putting all our money we make right on the show towards that. <laughs> right. We're we can probably throw we could, we could probably throw my twenty bucks and they do it. What's Everclear doing right now? <laughs> We're going to do like an album that's similar to... Um, it's like those terrible Pop Goes Punk albums. Oh, yeah. But like it's like Pop Goes Anime. Pop Goes Uwu. <laughs> all right. So with all that said, we have a playlist put together for you. It's a little it's a little thicker of a playlist than usual because this was such a big anime to get through. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to watch that. Everyone listening, feel free to watch that playlist with us. But we'll be taking a break. We'll be right back and we'll give you our final thoughts and final segments. Welcome to Rock Bell Auto Mail. Serving the Raisin Bull Auto Mail industry for three generations. Gone are the days of barely functioning scrap mail. At Rock Bell Auto Mail, you pay scrap prices for Rush Valley quality. We may be able to replace an arm and a leg, but it won't cost you one. And now, Rock Bell Auto Mail also makes animal prosthetics. Come in today and get a quote on getting your life back to normal. Hablamos Espanol. Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. PJ here, thanking you as always for tuning in. We're back to regular this week after a few weeks of Halloween spooktaculars. The season may be over, but that doesn't mean you can't go back and catch up on those episodes if you missed them. Never miss an episode again by following us on all of our social media. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Kawaii Desu Pod, or by searching Kawaii Disappointment Podcast. Follow us on TikTok at kawaiidisappointment.podcast. And subscribe to our YouTube by searching for Kawaii Disappointment. Or go to our website, kawaii-disappointment.pinecast.co for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. Spread the word about us. And if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. We hope you'll join us next week as we have Casey travel into the macabre and beautiful world of the ancient Magus Bride. We hope you'll join us. All right, we are back. And Casey, we showed you a playlist with kind of a, a decent amount of additional scenes, context. What are your thoughts now? This could be a movie series, like like a saga. You know what I mean? Like, if this were made into, like, a live-action series, I don't know. Like, it's just, it is, like, it. I feel like after seeing the additional clips, it got to the epic level... I was like, I was feeling for it because the lore is there, the um, the story is there. It's just, it's good stuff. I don't know. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah, it's so good. I really, truly love this anime. I think, and a thing we didn't fully get into, but we try to do a good job of at least showing you one or two clips that show it, is that even with all the epicness and sadness and just intensity, there are so many funny moments interspersed. Like they balance it so well. Yes. So you're never overwhelmed, but you're also never like, all right, we get it. Joke, joke, joke. Get back to the business. Right. 
watching all of those clips, did you come out with a favorite character? Um, I still like Al the most. It's he's very endearing. Um, like the way he's drawn is very it's very cute, but like um, just endearing and like seems like very good natured. He yeah. is a uh, best he's boy. He's definitely a sweet baby boy. Skylar, could, who's your favorite? Uh, relatable. Um, it it bounces between Izumi and Olivia. Izumi is their teacher. Yes. Uh, and Olivia is the sister to Armstrong. Uh, they are both insanely strong women, which I love that this anime portrays really strong women. And so funny. Especially considering, yeah, because Izumi's husband is like also built like a tank, kind of like Armstrong. And they have a moment where they like bro out together. And I literally turned to Skylar and I was like, it's so funny because these two like tanks of men, the two women standing next to them are infinitely stronger than them. And I think that's so awesome. Yeah. I love them so much. Full Metal Alchemist said women's rights. That's right. <laughs> well, I mean, Risa Hawkeye. Risa Hawkeye is also amazing. She's honestly, all of the women in this are like the more level headed, strong yeah. ones. And then uh, even Lieutenant Ross. Sh- amazing. Yeah. So good. My favorite character is actually one we didn't get to show you much, Casey, which breaks my heart. But obviously, I hope you watch the anime is um, a toss up. And for those of you that know, if you know, you know, it's a toss up between Ling and Greed. Oh, my God. So Casey Ling is a character that gets introduced a little later on. He's a prince from the other country they were talking about, Xing, which is like the China. Mm. Uh, and he's just, he's such a little, like, bastard, and I love the hell out he's of him. He's drawn a little he's problematically, so, but... But again, as we've established, Japan has a problem Chinese. with drawing and representing Chinese well. Check out our Halloween bonus episode if you don't understand why I say that. <laughs> I can see why you 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 adore me so much, PJ, so that's why you like the little prince bastard. <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> I, do, I do love, uh, you know, like that... That, that, that character that's like a jerk, but it's so funny type of thing. And he's also not always a jerk. He's a lovable guy. And Greed falls into a lot of that same camp, but in a very different spectrum of it. They're just both so awesome. I really, really love them. And whenever they interact, their dynamic is chef's kiss. Yes, 100% agreed. Can I ask a question? Uh, agreed. Of course. <laughs> Real quick, I need to appreciate that joke. That was so good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, okay, if you guys were one of the seven deadly sins, which one would you be? Go. Sloth. I'd be Envy. 100% you would be Envy. But um, I would probably be uh, Greed. Gosh, though. Man, what an anime. Casey, question on everyone's minds. Do you plan on continuing to watch it? Well, you know, obviously, I watch so many animes now. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, to- I'm sure you've stuck to... I'm sure you've struck <laughs> true to everyone that you've said you're going to gonna keep watching totes totes my goats um i think i think out of all the animes we've watched so far this one is the one i would i'm most interested in watching i'll say that for sure hell yeah i love love that that. jinx jinx monsoon jinx monsoon (laughs) this is out for our drag fans uh awesome so that's a watch it in the casey category and honestly the strongest watch it we've had so far it might actually lead to a watching omg (laughs) y'all All right, it's time for my most favorite part of the podcast. Is there an AMV for that? AMV, anime music videos. Is there an AMV for that? All right, guys, you know the game. Three points. Casey's going to give us an artist, a song, and we're going to see if there's an AMV to that song and artist to this specific anime. One point per category. Casey, kick us off. What do you got? Okay, I had three choices, but I'm just going to give one because we ain't got that kind of time today. I am going to go with um, Seven Wonders by Fleetwood Mac. Ooh, fascinating choice. All right, so the results are in for... There's not one for any Fleetwood Mac, and there's not, obviously, for that song. (laughs) Time for me to get to work. Womp, womp, womp. PJ, do you have one? Zero points. If we are in a situation where Casey is the only one that is viewing the anime for the first time and he does not get one, I think we can still have us guess, but I don't think it should count as a three-pointer even if we succeed. Oh, no. I never give myself points. Well, I think of a song, Casey, why don't you hit us with, for no points, one of your all, one of your backup options to see if you would have gotten something. Also would have chosen Since You Be Gone by Kelly Clarkson. 
Oh, I think I thought uh, like a Sia song would be good because like I thought that might be good, like like uh, maybe like Elastic Heart or like um, like Titanium. One of like an Ela- like a Sia song. Uh, but there is a since you've been gone. There is one for Elastic Heart. Well, hot damn! There you go, y'all. Okay, PJ, have you thought of it? Mine's is kind of a cop out because a there's like a twenty ish percent chance that it does exist, and it's just because of the name, which is "Numb" by Linkin Park, because Homeboy can't feel his arm and leg. Oh, here's one, Brotherhood. Yeah, no. As soon as you said Linkin Park, I was like all in. So I think the most obvious PJ for this, and it's the only thing I kept thinking the whole time we were watching the anime the first time. It's System of a Down, BYOB. All right, I looked it up, and yes, there are definitely BYOB AMVs. Awesome. Well, all right. Unfortunately, because obviously the first choice, I will say, Casey, your backup choices did a little better for you, but unfortunately they don't count for any points. But we do have a super secret that's not a secret bonus round. Is there an AMV for Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood to bring me to life by Evanescence? There has to be. There has to be. All right. I've looked it up and there are a dumb amount. There is just an insane amount because when you think about it, the very crux of this anime is them trying to bring someone to life. Real quick, Casey, we did have you watch one more opening, which was the opening to the original 2003 anime, Ready, Steady, Go. What did you think of that one? Oh, I thought that was what I wanted the theme to be. Like, you guys, the Ready, Steady, Go one is so much better because it's like it's full energy, like all the way up. Like, it's just it gives you the intensity. It's It tells you that it's epic. It tells you that there's action. It just gives you what you need. So listen, I don't know what these other amateurs are telling you guys here, but this uh, this theme is where it's at. That's what I'm saying. I had a viscerally angry reaction to you calling <laughs> yeah. me an amateur. I knew it would. <laughs> no, but it's a classic theme, and it, it's a yeah. No, Ready Steady Go is a bop. yeah. It's it slaps. It's still beloved by the FMA. No, community. yeah, it is. It is wonderful. But yes, we had some good times. We had some laughs. We had some cries. Check out that playlist for quite a few tears. But that's all we have for you this week. We hope you had a good time listening. And we hope the rest of your week isn't a kawaii disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. And I've been... Oh, wait. Who am Casey. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.